We're invited by the Gospel of John this morning to come to the garden and to meet there Mary Magdalene. I want to join Mary Magdalene this morning on this journey she goes on from grief to joy. And I want to join her this morning at that moment after the other two disciples, Peter and the beloved disciple, have already made their way back home. She was the first at the tomb that morning. When she found it empty, she went and told some of the disciples, and Peter and the other disciple ran to the tomb, found it empty, began perhaps to wonder and believe, and then went home. But Mary stayed, and Mary wept. As she stands at the tomb, weeping, She sees the risen Christ, but she doesn't know that it's Jesus. Now we know because the writer of the gospel tells us it was Jesus. And so we stay in this this tension as those witnessing this scene, waiting to see when Mary Magdalene will discover that it's actually the risen Christ. But in the first moment that she sees the risen Christ, she is still weeping. And he asks her, woman, why are you weeping? And we know why she's weeping. Everything that she had put her hope in has died. Her Lord, her Savior, her teacher, her friend has died. The empire has gotten the last word. Hate has triumphed over love. Death has triumphed over life. We don't know much about Mary Magdalene. In fact, we know a lot less than we think we do. The Bible really doesn't tell us a whole lot. What we do know from Luke's gospel is just a brief mention that Mary Magdalene was someone who was tormented by seven demons and Jesus healed her. And so Jesus gave Mary Magdalene life. He saved her life. And from that moment on, she followed him all around Galilee. She followed him all the way to Jerusalem. She followed him all the way to the cross. She was perhaps his most faithful disciple. And now he is gone, and her life is not worth living, she believes. And so she weeps. The next thing that that the risen Christ says to her is, for whom are you looking? And we know that what she is looking for is just the body of Jesus. All that her mind can understand is that he is dead and his body was in a tomb. And and the best she could do in that moment, the, the closest connection she could have on this morning was just to come and visit the tomb Maybe you've done that before with a loved one. You go to their graveside to feel some sort of that, that old connection, that love that you shared when you were together on earth. That's what she's seeking, some return to that relationship, if at all possible. And yet she goes and finds that even his body is not there. Even that is removed from her. And then it happens. In this moment of of deep grief and devastation, 
She's talking to this one whom she thinks is the gardener. And he says her name, Mary. And it's at that moment she realizes the unthinkable, the miraculous has happened. Her Lord and Savior has risen from the dead. He has conquered death. Love has conquered hate. And he knows her by name. That loving relationship that they had is still there. There is still intimacy and joy and love and friendship between them. And it's all because he said her name. He knows her name. He knows her story. He knows everything about her. And he loves her and claims her by name. And this is where I want to, to open up the story to us 2,000 years later. Because on this Easter morning, we take the same journey to the garden with Mary Magdalene. Like Mary Magdalene, we, we come into the darkness of the garden with the tracks of our tears still on our faces. We have shed many tears in recent months. And I don't need to name before us all of the griefs that we have borne. You have heard them again and again. You have experienced them and walked through them. Griefs we've experienced as a planet, as a nation, as a people, as a community, as a congregation. Griefs that each one of you has borne. Burdens that you have carried through this year. Some that maybe no one else knows about. So we too come into the garden weeping. And we hear this question that Christ asks, for whom are you seeking? What is it that, that you are looking for? Those of you who have made your way to this sanctuary on Easter morning, those of you who have gotten up early and, and gathered around to worship over live stream on this Easter morning, what is it that you're looking for? Whom are you looking for? If you're like me, in the deepest place of my being, I long for a God whose love is stronger than any hate, a God of life that is stronger than death, and not only that, but a God who knows my name who sees me and knows my story and accepts me and loves me just as I am. And just as Mary Magdalene found her Lord and Savior alive in the garden, speaking her name, the good news for each and every one of us this morning, my friends, is that we come to this garden and the risen Christ is here. And he is saying your name, a name unique to you. He knows your whole story and loves you without measure and without condition. 
just want to give you a moment to rest in the garden with the risen Christ and his love. But then I want to remind us that that the risen Christ says two more things to Mary Magdalene in the garden. After she realizes who he is and what has happened, she must reach out and begin to hold on to him because he says, do not hold on to me. Now at first that feels a little harsh in this moment where she needs him so much for him to say, don't hold on to me. But perhaps what he is saying to her is, things are not as they used to be. I am no longer confined in one human body, in one human life, in one moment in history. I have risen from the dead and I am now everywhere. And I am within you and I am way out ahead of you. And I need you not to hold on and try to keep me in a box but to follow me wherever I lead you because life is beginning all anew again. And we hear that word this morning as a reminder that while Christ offers us this intimate, personal, loving relationship with the living Christ, he also invites us not to hold on to what we think we know, but to be willing to be changed and stretched and led to places and to people we might not choose to go, to be willing to be led on this great adventure forward into the future that only God can lead us into. So maybe we don't hold on to Christ, but we hold on to our seatbelts and our crash helmets and we follow the risen Christ on the journey that's ahead. The last thing that the risen Christ says to Mary Magdalene in the garden is, go and tell. Go and tell the others that you've seen me. Go and tell the story. And he says the same thing to you and me this morning, my friends. Go and tell that you have experienced the unconditional love of the risen Christ. Go and tell that you know in the deepest depths of your being that life is stronger than death and love is stronger than hate. Go and tell in every way that you can, even using words if you have to, as one of our saints has said. Because we live in a world with tears that still need drying. We live among people who, who do not feel loved and known and accepted. We live in a world that needs to be shaped by the compassion and grace of God, that needs to be reminded of life and love and hope. So we have our work cut out for us as we leave the garden this morning to go and be Easter people. But let us not forget, even as as you go out in the myriad ways that you go with the many gifts that God has given you to, to make this world more like the kingdom of God, never forget to 
keep coming back again and again to the garden to abide in God's love for you, to hear yourself be called by name, and to be reassured of Christ's presence with you. We had a beautiful sunrise service this morning. And Emily Robbins, after the sermon, sang in the garden. That's a hymn, an old hymn, one of my my dad's favorites. It was actually written about this moment with Mary Magdalene in the garden with the risen Christ. So if you know it, will you join me in the first verse? I come to the garden alone While the dew is still on the roses And the voice I hear falling on my ear The Son of God discloses And he walks with me and he talks with me And he tells me I am his own And the joy we share as we tarry there None other has ever known May it be so for you and for me.